Are you sure both microphones are working? Um, I'm not too sure. I think so. Have you tried everything? Um, I think I'm not doing something. What are you going to try next? I might try it on and off again. <laughs> Unless... Let's say try turning it on and off again. <laughs> All right, I'll Leave sw- that in. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll whatever. Right. <laughs> I've just ballsed up our pre-rehearsed ad lib. The only time that we're not meant to pre-rehearse. <laughs> Welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Dave. And my name is Liam. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you won't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say, if you've never seen Cratty Kid, wax on and wax off. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows that we love so dearly, and maybe, just maybe, you should watch it if you can. I'm sure it's a chat right there to be fair. It's a chat. So I am in the uh, host seat tonight. Liam is in the guest seat. So we'll start with our first question then. What is it? Okay, this week I'm going to be talking about the IT crowd. Oh, it's one of our one of our yeah, favourites, yeah. Popular one. So it was written, created and mainly directed by Irish writer Graham Linehan, um, which are straight off the bat we'll come back to. Graeming him a bit later on, but for obvious reasons when we get to it. What is it? The IT Crowd is a British sitcom made between 2006-2013. There's 25 episodes. Um, there was four series. Um, they couldn't quite get their act together to make a fifth series, hence why there's one one-off. It's a special, isn't it, it's, essentially? It's a, it's a couple of years later from the previous ones. I think they just couldn't work it between them all. Um <clears throat> so yeah, um, audience wise, um, the initial series was pulling around one one and a half million on Channel Four, and um, by the time it finished, it was pulling around two and a half three million, which for Channel Four an evening slot at the time was really good. It was it, it was classed as a hit as far as Channel Four are concerned. And for what it is, the type of comedy and stuff, yes. you know, it's not, it's not, a, I wouldn't say it's a broad comedy, is it? No. It's basically, the little premise is that it's set in the ID department of a fictional corporate company in London, and you've got your two geeky nerds, Roy and Moss, and they sort of stuck with um, Jen, who knows nothing about computers. Computers. <laughs> um, and between them, they have just adventures um they're all crazy but i'll come yeah jen's the uh relationship manager she's of, relationship of, manager of yes. the it department yes which bear in mind the it department is just two guys just two guys who <laughs> don't have social skills whatsoever don't none none at all but we'll come to them in a little bit 
So why have you made the choice to put it on your list for this week? The obvious reason, and it's a big one, because it's a sitcom. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny, it's just... Funny. And I'm, I'm not a big lover or a big advocate of English... Oh, someone's had an email coming in. Um, of English sitcoms uh, over the last 20, 30 years. I don't think we've got a great... I just think America does sitcoms far better than us in that period. Um, so for a British sitcom to really make an impact on me must be pretty good. It is just funny. Um, and what I do like about it is, as I've just said, it's it's hard for British comedies to really get up there with, with their American counterparts. It is in a... Tr- and what they do is it's in the tradition of classic British theatre because it's all the stories are farces if that makes sense it's the yeah. scenario happens and everything just goes wrong it's classic British theatre farce um, Faulty Towers Faulty Towers is a classic example and I tell you who who, who else went and did it really really well um, Frasier well that, that's really weird because I'm re-watching Frasier at the minute and Frasier is like that that and I own, half hour of solid comedy gold yes. every every but episode. It, it's that farce element, yeah. which is which is what I love, and it is it is you know it dates back to, to classic British theatre, um, and that's why it's it's strange because British sitcoms don't really do it that well, but it is it's, it's in the traditions of of that. Um, again, and I mentioned this about Community. Another reason I do just adore this program is because all the characters are completely and utterly flawed. They are, on one level, not very likable at all. Like, even because we just mentioned you've got you've got Jen, who's apparently the normal one <laughs> between Moss and Roy, but she's not actually that likable. Is no, they're all very selfish. Aren't they're all they? very selfish. Um, Think about themselves are quite vain. Roy Roy's quite you know vain as well. The and, and And tight. Yes, yeah, and lazy. <laughs> lazy Roy's yeah. quite lazy as well. Moss is Moss is lovable, isn't he? Yes. Um and I, I imagine we're probably gonna to touch more on your, yes, your we'll favourite counters we'll, we'll as we go on. A lot more I don't know if you're gonna mention the remake. I haven't mentioned nothing. Got it, nothing it was just with you mentioning community. Yes, then, there is a link there. So Joel McHale, who um, is, is in is Jeff in community, they did attempt a remake of IT Crowd, which yeah. we're talking about. You know, the difference between kind of American and uh, UK ones, and they, they shot a pilot, but literally did it with the exact script. Yeah. From the first episode, I don't know how you get that to translate to an American audience with an American cast, mm-hmm. apart from. Moss was in it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and Richard Iodi um, also directed and mentioned this in our community when he popped up and directed an episode of Community as well because yeah. of the relationship. I think him and Joel met you know, on that. And I think they hit it off quite well. And I think a lot of people realise he is a, he's a bit of a bit of a genius on the side, Richards. But we'll come come a little bit more to that a bit later. Um, one of the also, other things I do love about it as well, and it's sort of... I think it predates Big Bang Theory in this is it sort of throws light on the nerd and geek culture 
in, in mainstream. It was, you know, bear in mind 2006 at the beginning of that geek cheek sort of thing, and which obviously we can relate to because, you know, we're not geeks or nerds <laughs> in the new age, we're, we're dead popular. Sitting on our movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, we're like, you know, to our, to, just talking to it, ourselves. Basically. Yeah, if we're not beating the women away, we, we come and record a podcast, don't we? I'm so glad you said beating the women away. <laughs> away, away. <laughs> Um, and also another reason why I do like it is, it's there's only twenty five episodes. There is, there there's is something about something British about yeah, that, isn't yeah. it? That we don't do things to death, do we? So you know, there's not that. It's there's not many. It's not a series that like loses loses it. It is there's there's literally twenty five episodes and that's it, and they're yeah. all pretty good episodes. There's not you know there's obviously better ones, but there's no sudden dramatic fall off in writing or, yeah. or script and, and I think as well with this and, and probably with other British comedies you can sit down and watch this over a weekend can't you like you yeah. mentioned Frasier yeah. there the, the 25 minutes long yeah I've made a decision to watch Frasier again but there's something like 230 episodes I yes. think altogether so you can't you know that that's going to be watched over this be a period of months and yeah. sorts of months but you can sit down and watch you know is it 12 episodes of Faulty Towers, I think, and then IT Crowd, like say, only 25. Whereas some American shows, the whole of their first series is 23 episodes sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. And by the time it sort of gets to season five or six, I think you find your tail off on a few shows, don't you? You maybe revi- you do re- revisit them, but well, th- this is like this is a weekend's worth of TV, isn't it? I for think... <laughs> What we've touched upon here as well, and I think this is one of the reasons I do love American sitcoms, is that the, the driving difference I can sort of think behind British comedy and American comedy is most British comedies tend to be written by an individual or, or, a, or, a, or a duo. And, it's, and that's quite it. They write pretty much and do everything. Mm. Whereas the best American sitcoms are teams of fantastic writers and they will have multiple writers come in and go through but yeah. there'll be the we mentioned before the showrunner someone has to guide and the light it's like 30 rock isn't it yes. you've got tina fey and all yeah. the people that worked on that uh again linking to back to the community with uh donald glover and stuff um i mean you've touched on some of the names of the people so who who are we gonna know that's in it? What else have we seen them in? Uh, for the people about who you know haven't seen IT Crowd, will probably have come across the cast somewhere. Definitely, definitely. So the first one I've got is Chris O'Dowd, who plays Roy. Um, a couple of things I've got down here is he starred in another British sitcom called Roman's Empire around two thousand seven. Don't know much about that one. I just noticed it was I was looking at it on IMDb has come through, and then he sort of. From then, he went and did um, the boat that rocked, that the the one about the pirate. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. he also starred in a minute. Catherine Parkinson. Oh, okay. They both in it, which I didn't realize. No, I don't remember now. Um. So and then he sort of goes over to Hollywood, and he he's actually in some quite good, some really popular films. He's in he's. Fantastic and Bridesmaids, which is, yeah. I just remember, is one of the films I'm really going to do. We'd love to do a podcast. Which, bear in mind, he's playing an American cop as well, yes. isn't he? Yeah, which is quite unusual. Um, but 
with an Irish accent. I don't <laughs> think he changes. I don't think he changes it. Um, and then he went on and did um, This Is 40, the Judd Apatow one, 2012, which is a great film. And then I didn't even get onto this. He was in Girls, the Lena Dorham TV series between 2012-2015, which was absolutely massive. I've never watched it, but I know a lot of people, yeah. and especially female, female, they know, absolutely adore this programme. It's completely genius. It was really quite clever and quite groundbreaking at the time. It passed me by he was in that um, what else has he done is <laughs> completely forgot he's in Thor The Dark World but I completely forgot about most things in that film <laughs> it's not a surprise <laughs> his whole one scene his whole one yeah. scene to be um, fair in it he is on a date with Natalie Portman so you know yes. if someone rings you and says do you want to come and do a scene and it's with Natalie Portman you know you, yeah, you're not gonna it's a Marvel movie you know you're not going to say no you're not going to say mm, yeah Dark world, indeed. And then he's in Calvary. Yeah, which is amazing. Which is on my list to rewatch again because I watched The Guard, which we mentioned. We mentioned. That yeah, yeah. So, so that's the um, the like the director of Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, yeah, and... yeah. So there's that. Um, and then again, another one has passed me by. He's in a TV series of Get Shorty. He is with uh, with Raven. Yeah, so I haven't seen it. No, I haven't. This one, I vaguely remember mumblings of a TV show. I'm not sure if it made it over here, to be honest. I don't think it was maybe on Sky Atlantic, maybe. There's two two series, at least. Mm. Um, And it seems to be pretty well received as well. Um, So he's he's, he's one of the main characters in that. And one of the other ones, I watched this film not that long ago, The Starling, along with Melissa McCarthy, which is a beautiful little film. Is that a Netflix one, isn't it? Um, I'm not too sure. I think it is, yeah. It's it's a really lovely film. Melissa McCarthy and Chris Dowd, although they are both comedy actors, it's not a comedy film. There is some... So don't go in expecting Bridesmaids 2. There is some beautiful comedy in it. It's also quite sad and poignant as well so it's quite a lovely film to watch I think he's great um, yeah. a friend of mine was in um, I think it was Waterstones once and he was stood next to him <laughs> but he's not really a massive IT crowd fan and I was like oh. if I'd have seen him totally different story so he's, he, he is really good I think that's the first time we've mentioned someone on our podcast that we know someone who's been next to oh that might be a little ongoing theme do you know anyone yeah. that's met anyone in a movie yeah <laughs> from the movie just do we know anyone who's been in it's the movie very rare yeah <laughs> uh, the other main is Richard is it Richard Iodi Iowardi Iowardi yeah let's carry on with my theme <laughs> of mispronouncing names it's going well you've got to keep it going which is actually a really good theme throughout IT Crowd they mispronounce words there's yes, a few, there's yeah, a few yeah. So you, you're that. saying you've been doing it intentionally, then? Yes, yes it's all coming together. Put you on a so, pedal. I'll put you up on a pedal stool. Richard has done a couple of things to mention. He did the watch with Ben Stiller around 2012. Yeah, it wasn't that wasn't well Didn't, received. It was like yeah. a, it was sort of wants to be a Ghostbusters type, yeah. you know that. But a hell of a cast. Who else was in it? There was Ben Stiller, um, Josh Gad, I think. Yes. Um, which, um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think who else was in it now, yeah. but yeah. Well, and to be honest, it was very forgettable. You know, yeah, no yeah, offense, yeah. Richard, but it was. <laughs> um, he also had a part in one of my all-time favorite movies, Paddington Two. 
Because I do love Pantsuit. Pantsuit's amazing. Yeah. He is. He played a forensic inspector. He did, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. And he's also done his voice. He's lent his voice to a couple of things. He's voices in the Lego movie number two, The Mandalorian. He voices character in The Mandalorian. He does, yeah. It's... And he's also voices one of the characters in Early Man as well. Um, and he's also gone on done a bit of directing. He did his own film. I think he wrote and directed the 2010 Submarine, which is a really good film. It's a really lovely come-to-age film. Um, really late little budget, but it's a lovely little film. And also, which I didn't know, is he's, he's directed a couple of... Well, he's done quite a few really good music videos as well. He's done music videos for Kasabian, Arctic Monkeys, and Vampire Weekend. Oh, really? I didn't know that didn't, at all. And no. the, 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 um, the Vampire Weekend ones is a couple of my favourite songs they've done for absolute one. <clears throat> and also, I think what he made most people known for, it's the he does i think it's on channel four the, the, the is it traveler the 48 Man? hours in the 48 hours yeah and yeah. um, which basically goes to i think it's called travel man isn't it and it's 48 hours yeah. in and whatever he in. does like him and a famous celebrity will go to a famous weekend stop off point i've, I've seen a few they're really they're, they're really, they're really good yeah the yeah. um there's one he does with I think Paul Ward, John Hamm. He's got some big, and also there's big one names. with Chris O'Dowd as well, yeah, which is a good yeah. one, which is well worth watching. Um, the other main actress actor we had that conversation the other day is Catherine Parkton, who's done a whole host of British TV, a straight drama and comedy as well. She's quite a versatile actor. A couple of things I picked up. Um, she was again the boat that rocked two thousand nine film. Um, Sherlock. She played Kitty Riley in. She that, was. That, yeah. Um, Sherlock. Um, <clears throat> and also, I'm not a big watcher of British drama, but I know a lot of people went on about defending the guilt. It was a TV series back in two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. That was pretty big. She's in that. And one of the things I've got down I'd like to watch is she's also in another sitcom, British one called Here We Go, which is sort of like a sort of modern family type thing. I wouldn't mind. I haven't seen that. Nope. Have you seen Humans? No. So she's in um she's in uh, Humans like playing like the basically it's 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 set slightly in the future and she plays like the Munda family and they bring in like a, a female I don't know if they call like yeah, I think it was that I think they are androids. Um and it's like a story of like androids kind of um, starting to become humans, essentially. But that, that is a really good series that she's that in, one. yeah. <clears throat> See, I must admit, when I saw her filmography, I'm quite ignorant when it comes to British TV, I've got to say. Which is why it's even more surprising I've chosen a British TV show <laughs> for this week's podcast. But there you go. A couple of honourable mentions for cast as well. Matt Berry. Who plays Douglas? Who's who's the the son of the the guy who could he work with the company Denim, isn't it? He Matt Berry is just he's just got a voice to die for. Well, it's 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 Denim Renholm. Yes, it's Renholm Industries. That's right. Denim and was Denholm his dad. Was the dad yeah. yeah, Denim was the original um, boss in the first series. Um, and again, we we're going to start joining up the dots and a lot of the podcasts we do. But um, Matt Berry was in a great episode of Community. Game where he was the grifter professor. That's right. Yes. Totally forgot about that. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Uh, toast. I know a lot of people going about. I've never actually watched what I did. No, I never got into Toast, and I'm a big like fan of my baby because yeah. of IT Crowd. Um, and 
Um, he's he's one of the voices in Disenchantment as well. Yes, yeah, uh, and also Boba Fett. He's one of the voices. He's one of the voices on the droids, isn't yes, he? Yeah, Boba Fett. Um, another honourable mention is the Christopher Morris who plays Denim Renum. Denim Renum. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's just when it comes to British comedy is is up there with with some of the greats. He's certainly up there with Steve Coogan because I think he came through the day to day together didn't he yeah he's in an episode of partridge isn't he yes Um, and he's more famous for brass eye and he wrote and directed four lions which we often forget is a really good film that is a really good film yeah and what i love about christopher morris is he doesn't do that much no i I mean imagine he does a lot of writing but you don't see him like you don't see him mainstream do you like say the, the only other thing i can think was is the partridge episode with the farmers and yeah. he, he's he, you know he's the guy that comes in to do the interview but yeah you very rarely see him just quickly over just on Matt Berry have you watched what we do in the shadows no I've seen the original film I've seen the film and not the series, not the series. Yeah. It's, to be um it is on my list of many things to watch but it is it's also yeah. it's sort of it's a remake of that is it quite recent yeah that? I think yeah it's it's on now I think there's like a, a new series because I think Mark Hamill is in one of the series as well, um, but it is like a, a spin off from the from the movie essentially. Just a couple. Uh, there's quite a lot of cameos of, of famous mm-hmm. British TV and film actors throughout the series. A couple that I picked out was Gemma Chan, who went on to play Cersei in the Eternals, has is in it twice. So she's in Humans. Ah, she um she's the like the she the literally has that. two tiny walk on parts, but she's in two episodes. Yeah, and one of them's in a is sex video, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> yeah, she plays a Star Trek sex yeah. video, <laughs> uh, which is just nothing to do with. Oh, that's um Douglas, isn't it? Douglas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Benedict Wong, who turned up in the countdown. He does, yeah, yeah. And he is absolutely fantastic he absolutely kills it and just incidentally I did read a piece with Graham Linehan the writer he said he was one of the the parts he wrote he would he would quite interested to go back and explore his backstory yeah. so it would be very yeah. fantastic even like the underground club for people who've been on um, Camp Down more than eight times yeah what was it? the club called plus eight plus eight yeah plus eight yeah um, and he's huge now, obviously, because of the Marvel movies, isn't he? Yeah. Absolutely huge, yeah. Um, so, they're the people that are in it. Um, we've gone over the characters. So, who is your favourite character and why are they your favourite character? The two... We always we always love an honourable mention on this on this podcast, don't we? Douglas, who obviously Matt Berry... I just love Matt Berry. He's just, he's just so large in life. He's, he's brilliant, isn't he? Uh, I forgot to mention Richmond's is played by Noel Fielding Noel Fielding as well um, you might know him from the Bake Off and Mighty Boosh and Buzzcocks he's fantastic played. which if you watch the Mighty Boosh and one day said he'll be doing a Bake Off show he's, well he's actually become a bit of a national treasure oh he's amazing isn't yeah. he um, so Richmond and Douglas are definitely up there but I I just love Moss he is just, he's such a lovable, he's so naive, he's intelligent, he's a mummy's boy. He's a man-child, isn't he? He doesn't get things. Oh, he's just, I just, he's absolutely yeah. amazing. I think, I literally, I think, if you want to see 
an instance of how amazing Ross is is the Renault, the denim versus denim. No, the Renault versus Renault. <laughs> Renault versus Renault. And he's the witness scene stand. I, I wrote that down as well, yeah. Where he just falls to pieces because he, he, he mentioned as he was a child he was sued by his mum. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he say my love as well instead of my lord? Him. And then right at the end he completely balls his, his witness. Doesn't he can't get out, he, can he? He can't get out the wooden box and he slides <laughs> over. It's just... It's comedic genius, isn't it? He play, Richard plays him so well so lovable so flawed um i'm trying to think of one of my other favorite moments often was the episode where roy and moss got into football talk and ended up doing a, a robbery yeah i bought that one down as well that yeah down. are we not men that one yeah. that one that's amazing it's the scene where as they're trying to run away at the end of the police come in a typical film cliched moment moss pushes Roy up, up against yeah. them and starts kissing them and then when he finishes he goes well couldn't we just hit behind the bin right there and then more police come again <laughs> and he punches the back up and not only kisses them he's basically mounting them <laughs> in that, in that um, same episode I think it's even just the, the, the opening with him so I think it's the postman comes in or someone comes in doesn't he and he, that's when he starts speaking yeah. with the you know did you see that ludicrous display last night and he's got the really strong cockney accent yes. Because he just wants to fit when in. They're just trying to walk her in. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just, it, it's one of the best British comedy performances, I yes. think. Not even, not even to say of the last like 30, 40 years, just, yeah. just ever. You know, it's up there, isn't it? With like we were talking, about, like mentioned Faulty Towers before and stuff. Yeah. I, I think Moss is like right up there with, with, with David Brent and all those and he, comedy. There, are, there are parallels with. With Father Dougal from Father Ted for obvious reasons, but they're not as well. They're, they're completely different as well. No, because he's clever. Because he is clever. Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously, he, like his job, he can do his job. Yeah. Can't he's, he? You know, he, he knows that he knows it inside out. He is a geek, but normal life interactions. He's he, he just is terrible, isn't he? It's one, like, like, one, just before he says, there's one where the girl says, "I like your glasses," and he goes, "They're not for sale." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I mean this is the level that we're dealing with here, isn't it? You know. I loved men's one quote to put down here, the one where they were um, coming up with the plan to set Jen up, you know, for this the speech when she yeah. when she introduces the internet, which is a great episode. And he goes, Let me let me put my slice a lot slightly large glasses on to the pl-. and then he goes, It's not really a plan, it's more of a a ploy so he's oh I'd been need these other glasses <laughs> and when Roy actually tells him it's pretty basic plan he just puts his normal glasses back on <laughs> and I think as well there's like a gif of just him getting the popcorn out yes and putting him on the desk you know you, you've probably That's seen that probably the most more yeah. than you've seen like some of the episodes and definitely, stuff definitely um, he is by long shot Moss is he's not just my favourite character like you said, he's one of the greatest characters of TV for the last yeah. 30, 40 years. And he's absolutely adorable. Do you want and me to tell you mine? Go on. I've gone with Douglas. I, but I I'll tell you why, why. But I'll tell you why. Because really, with Douglas, though, you shouldn't like him. No. You know, this is a guy, he's like, he's clearly sexist. He's clearly spoiled. Um on paper, he's a terrible, terrible person. And we were saying before, the other, yeah. the other three are, you wouldn't really want to be friends with no, them. No, they've got... the lovable. Yes. And the lovable rogues, whereas 
Douglas is just an absolute nightmare. He's got that job because his, you know, his his, his dad died, so he's in a position of power. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's rich, but it's Matt Berry. Yeah. Because I think if you, I think if you just read the scripts for IT Crowd, you would come away going, Douglas is awful. Yeah. And like, I think you'd struggle to laugh at some of the even some of the things that he says because he's so sexist isn't he and yeah. he's so it's like his delivery. there's like rumours that he's killed his first wife yeah. you know um, but Matt Berry just pulls him off and you cannot help but laugh at him the, yeah. the way he delivers the lines you must be when he was cast they must have knew Dave hit comedy gold yeah. and I find it so strange that Matt Berry is not quite. I don't think he's the big star he should be, but I think he's very well liked in the industry, isn't he? he, he yeah, I like. I know he's got. A, he does. He does a lot, but I don't think he's at that absolutely, truly breakout role. No, he's not sort of been cast in like uh, the way Chris O'Dowd was in Bridesmaids. Yeah, and sort of, you know, that got him a lot of attention, didn't it? Um, Matt Berry's not had that kind of big comedy hit as yeah. he um and maybe that's because you know he likes doing things like toast and what we do in the shadows are like you know it probably suits him better but just thinking this um from the minute we first see him which is at his dad's funeral and he bursts yeah. in you're like who is father this? <laughs> <laughs> it's who is this guy yeah, um he's, oh, it's, he's, he's so my, he's larger my than life and i think you know you're right I, I, I think virtually 99.9% of all actors out there would not be able to carry that character no, off. No but chance. It's his, it's the large and like, it's the voice, everything's yeah. in the voice, but it's his delivery, it's his look, it's the little, almost a little nudge and a wink mm. that he, he who, who, who can pull off a scene where it just cuts to him and he's standing there with like a load of these other blokes who are kind of visiting and it cuts to him, he goes, and that's enough about our balls. And Jen walks in, and you're like, and again, I think that's where if you read that on paper, you go, oh, he's just an idiot, and I hate yeah. him. But the way he delivers every line, I've I've gone with Douglas, my favourite. Um, another thing, just to pick up on with Douglas, how weird it is. I don't know if you noticed this, but his stepmom at the funeral, it's the same actress that plays his second wife. It's different character names, ah. but it's that weird thing of. His second wife looks exactly like his, his stepmother. I think I don't think that's been an act. That no, it's definitely been on purpose yeah. because obviously he's 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 he's, he's, he's deprived. a bit messed up in that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's even one where he sort of buys a potion to kind of win over Jen, and it turns out to be with Hypnol, and he ends up taking it again on paper. Yeah, you read that and you think this is awful, but Matt Berry kind of just pulls things off yeah. you know yeah. it, it, he does he he, he he gets away with a lot because he's Matt Berry yeah is. definitely and you know the character is stupid yes you know ridiculously stupid um, that's your your, your, your favourite character have you got a favourite scene have you got a favourite episode just a, a I have you know a moment anything both actually I have a favourite scene within my favourite episode and um, favourite episode is I think it's always the one that people mention. It's the workouting. It's where they all go to see Gay, the musical. And it's... It's almost perfect TV. It's, it's that unbelievable 
example of what I said about the farce where mm. things just build and build and build and it's 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 the scene at the end where they all where Jen turns up at the after show party because she's it's a guest who's got them all tickets and the lead up to this is she walks into the room and there's Roy in a wheelchair having to pretend he's with a gay disabled group and she's just like, and he, she just goes on with it. And it's the moment she turns around, a moss is working <laughs> in the bar. And, you, and they both get there for really good and well-explained reasons. Yeah. <laughs> it's not but like... that acting from mm. Moss, when Jen turns around to the bar between the two of yeah. them, is just divine. It's absolutely perfect comedy. And because the joke... There's not a word for the, the actual joke. She just turned around and he's there. Like, what is going cleaning on? Cleaning the gas. And he's like, hmm. And that's it. That's the joke. And it's just, it's, it's. It's abs- the build up to that. There's a lot of work gone into that's the that moment, that isn't it? Yeah. And it's absolutely fantastic. So I swear to God, I laugh out loud so much. Every time I watched that, I remember even watching like Jackie was in the next room. She said, nothing can be that funny. And I said, it's honestly, it really, it is. really is this funny. Even even the scene with Roy, where they're putting them on the, 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 the van to, to take him back. And he's obviously ended up mixed up with that group, hasn't he? And then they say, no, come back in. And, and, it's, and it's just so slow, isn't yeah, it? Lowering him down. Ramp. And he's obviously already like cringing and he just yeah. wants to run away, doesn't he? <laughs> Um, was it the girl who was in the bill or something <laughs> yeah yeah you're from the telly he says yeah. to her it's just that yeah that that episode again I don't think gets talked about enough when we talk about British comedies yeah. you know, yeah. we talk about all those top 10 things and all those scenes of uh, you know gonna... the whole episode is for comedy <laughs> writing and the payoff is just it. You won't see a better example of yeah. British comedy. There's no missteps in that, is no, there? It's, no. it's 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 half an hour of solid. It's comedy. <laughs> it is relentless. It's fantastic. Um, I think in the return of the golden child. So the the the, the setup is that Roy's got his mobile and the oh, yes. and the vibration isn't very is is very weak. So he gives it to Moss, who said he can ramp it up, and it goes off when he's in the funeral. Yeah. And again, this is where it comes down to the acting. And could anyone else do it? And Roy thinking he's having a heart attack because yeah, his phone is going off is like again one of the, like the top. It's up there with like Basil Fawlty Batter in yes. the car and all. He's screaming in the in the funeral. He's screaming to phone an ambulance. <laughs> Everyone's like, and then he realizes it's it's his mobile. I think that that's amazing. I think another scene with Roy. England in the same say, episode. The bit where they, they they turn up the funeral and Roy and Moss like, oh, I hate funerals and I was doing and Jen just like just be normal, just go to the window and say, sorry about your loss and move on. And Roy <laughs> sorry about your loss, now move on. <laughs> it's just uh I mean in in the episode Are We Not Men, which is the one you mentioned yeah. before, where you know they've got the app and they, they think they're talking like like real men in their in their heads and tumble football. There's a scene and this is right at the end. This is at, at like during the credits. So Roy's been involved in the bank robbery. Well, not any of that. He literally ended up doing a bank robbery yeah. without knowing. I was the one who called yeah. the police. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, oh, there's a bank robbery which, going on. Over. Which is just like 
the, again, the far side of it. But in the end credits, the, the, all, the, the so basically he drove the car into the back of the truck. He's sitting there with the bank robbers. And waiting the truck's been closed, past, yeah, yeah, waiting for the police to go past. And it's, they're just sitting there. And this is after the episode, so we see already seen what happens, and he's just sitting there. And he just goes like, do you see that ludicrous display? Like, he starts doing lines, but then he just goes, who closed the door? <laughs> and, like, it's <laughs> just so yeah. funny. And, and I don't even know if that was in the script or whatever, but there's that. And then just another another quick one before we go to the, the next, next question. The Venom v Venom one, you need, you need to actually watch this clip to, to understand how funny it is, but... Um, Noel Fielding's uh, character, what's his name again? Richmond. Richmond. Richmond's on the he, stand. He hadn't been in it for a series. No, he'd been well. missing, yeah, yeah, and he comes back without all the goth makeup, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. But Richmond's on the stand, and um, Douglas gets up to cross examine him, even though the, this is where the judge says to him, You can cross examine him. He goes, I will examine him, but I won't be cross. <laughs> but what he actually, it's the bit where he says to him, He goes, Sing, you canary. And if you watch that scene, Matt Berry is dying to laugh. And I don't know if they did that like 50 times because I think they would have had to. Yeah. But you just see that bit where he's like, he's cr- he's going to crack. And, and that's one of like my favourite scenes. And the whole episode, he's wearing that suit that he made himself. Instead of studying yeah, the law. He's, he's, got no, he's got no concentration. He can't keep... Oh, it's, it's But fair. yeah, Sing You Can Air is my, my favourite lines. Love him, Richmond. <laughs> the goff to boss. Yeah. <laughs> Go, honestly, all... Like you said, there's 25 episodes. There'll be something that yeah. you will pick out from every episode every where episode. you go, that is one of my funniest things. Definitely. Um, songs, music, did much to talk about with IT Crowd. I think Not there's a lot really. Of, the, lot of, the, obviously the theme tune. Yeah. You know, everyone will know that. The um, game, that. it's um, Divine Comedy who wrote the tune, who also did That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about them, yeah. yeah. Um. Let's come on to a big question then. This is okay. the one that we like. That always the hardest one because yeah. we're talking about our favourite things. What if anything would you have done to make it better? Bear in mind, this is a classic. Yeah, and do, do you know what's quite strange is this is probably could possibly be the biggest answer I could give to this question of all the picks. Yeah, we we we, we brought on this podcast is. It hasn't aged very well in one respect. It's still absolutely fantastic comedy writing. But watching it now, I rewatched them all probably around four or five years ago. And I've rewatched them again recently. And it does that leap of them a couple of years. I think culture and society has slightly moved on. And the, there is a feeling of some of the stereotypes in there is very dated. And and it's not just the IT crowd. I do feel it's an issue with British comedy as a whole. They do seem to heavily rely on almost quite old, lazy stereotypes for laughs. And I'm thinking of Little Britain is around at yeah. the same time this is is actually I literally can't watch Little Britain anymore some of it's absolutely it's like wow can't we we actually found that funny because the change from then to now culturally 
has shifted so much. Yeah, and obviously with, with with social media, people have got more of a voice to to say they don't like yeah. something. I think in our when we were kids, the only way you found out someone was unhappy with something was points of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which as a kid yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. want you know your mum and dad would have it on in the background but you never you never got something where someone went I didn't think mm-hmm. that was funny that yeah. or you know and, or, or that type and of I thing think upsets me or whatever one one of the things is they, they do play the stereotypes for laughs and going back to the 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 outing which is the greatest episode is the whole the gay musical I think the the t- gay in it is played for laughs a little bit. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Um, it I don't think it would be made today. Although it's a, a fantastic, so there are elements of that. It'd have to be different. Yeah, I don't the, think Douglas, like say, I, you know, I've just talked about Douglas being my favorite character. Yeah, in light of things like Bill Cosby yes. and some of others. Yeah, but do, do you know what I don't think? Because there there is you can have comedy. And you can reference things like that, and I tell How you, how you do it, isn't it? It and I, and I'm I currently rewatching Cheers. I've got all the way back, to, so this is an American sitcom. I'm just going to see an example of how how a situation can be played for laughs, and not at the expense of something. So there's a second ever episode of Cheers. There's small subplot is a guy comes running into the bar ask him for Gus who used to be the former owner before Sam and he's and coach if you've yeah. ever watched yeah, it yeah. coach is the most stupidest person here and the guy's basically saying, no well what do you want he said, Gus 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 is great he fixes every problem and coach's like oh I, 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 I can do this whatever and the guy's problem is his son has just come back from university with a fiance who's black and it, it stops there and you're like oh and then another scene plays out and he comes back to it and the guy, and he goes no come on explain the situation yes so like I said my, my son's come back from university his fiance is black and there's also a man and this is 1982 and the way coach completely bungles the the interaction with me somehow stumbles upon the guy turning around and going well so what you're saying coach is for me to to not lose my son, I have to accept him for what he is. And coach is like, oh, yeah, that's right. And it, the, the, the element of comedy yeah. was there, but it wasn't at the expense of of someone who's gay. It wasn't or setting up or, a joke, or, a punchline. Or, or race or something. So it's that really fine line of you can still... That's 1982. The, the, and, the, the best show that probably does it now is Kirby Enthusiasm, isn't it? Yes. Kirby Enthusiasm touches on absolutely everything yeah. everything you can think of that's been in the news for the yeah. last 10 years they will cover it but like you say it's done so well yeah. that you know what it is you know they're yeah, talking yeah. about you know um, certain things that have happened and that um the, the the way larry david with his writing there's no subject that's untouchable yeah. i don't think and, but he and, can make it funny and like you said it, it not i do believe comedy you have to make light and poke fun at society and you have to go right up to the line of what's accepted yes the line moves over time but that's for that's for comedians yeah. to keep pushing that line but what i'm touching on and what are changes and definitely 
a thing with British sitcom, British sitcom, British sitcoms, <laughs> is they do rely heavily on on old stereotypes, and I think it's something to change. And then it sort of leads into the point which we can can't not talk well, about is the the controversy surrounding Gaylin. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you want me to tell you what I'll change because mine's a bit lighthearted, and then we'll come to okay, yes, the, the sort of serious side or, or um, I would. The only thing I would change is that last episode should have been a series. Yes, all day long. All day, I, and I think it was planned to be said, like I said earlier, it was yeah. planned. They just couldn't get it together. And, and it's, I mean, it's it's not, it, it's a good episode. It's not, certainly not, I wouldn't say it's one of my favourite ones, but if I was going to change anything, yeah. I think they should have stood back and went, no, a, a, like a series, whenever that series is going to be. Yeah. That's what it needs. That's what it sort of needs to be. Definitely. Um and I would like to see more Christopher Morris because we just don't see enough of no. him. Do you know what I mean? He, he was, but in typical fashion, he did. He 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 leaves in the first you know first episode, of the second series. So we'd always want more. So one of the other things that we're going to touch upon and what is part of that, if anything, you could change. Yes. Um, over to you. <laughs> over to you. Okay, so. Where do we start with this one? It's quite it's quite difficult because it's such a precarious topic and both sides are very emotive. And what we're, re- we're referring to is Graham Linehan has become quite a strong advocate who is opposed to trans people. He does not believe, doesn't believe in them, in th- that they've got the rights they have. He's... He's almost to the point where he's over the top and overzealous. It's not just about, he keeps saying his stances, he's protecting women's rights. But I think when you are so obsessed with the negativity and one aspect of, of us, you lose sight of it. Mm. It's a very touchy one. Um, it's a little bit different from like, I know J.K. Rowland sort of been embroiled in the topic as well, but from her point of view, I think what she's trying to say is, we haven't got data on equality for women yet, never mind trans people, which which is, you know, as someone who's lived as a woman, however, is a valid point, but I think Linham, I do actually follow him on Twitter, and it's like he's obsessed with this topic, and it's like, just, just, just back away from the Twitter, mate. Um, yeah, because what I think what we what we've sort of discussed in pre-show is that you know ideally this show is about the movies and TVs that we love and we want we yeah. want we want you to watch them and if you haven't and if you have watched them we want you to just listen to us tell you why we love them you know that's kind of the idea for this 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 show but I don't think you can talk about IT Crowd or even Father Ted and no. some of the other things the, the other shows and TVs that have got controversy not address it because you just end up getting attacked and saying well how can you talk about it crowd yeah Yeah. and not mention the fact that this is in the news so you know we don't want to get all doom and gloom about it do we but we've got to address the fact that this is one of our favorite shows and part of the reason it's one of our favorite shows is the characters and the actors that are in it and the writing, and he yeah. is part of that. Well, he's the, and main, he is part he's the of main writer, and he's directed every episode bar one. You know, we he, can't, you can't not address no. that, can you? And I think it's, it's the only thing I said when we said, what do we say, what do we not say about this is, whenever it comes about any groups of people who are marginalised, is I always go, you know, listen to them, 
you mean they're the ones who've got the point of the, the experience the lived experience it's like like when Piers Morgan has an issue over when when people of colour call out racism it's like you've never lived that experience I'm going to listen to the people who have experienced it and just the stat that you know the stat that always puts me in my place and makes you humble about the situation is for people who are gay or lesbian one in five experience hate crime for the trans community it's three times more likely so it's it's sobering and i don't think we can get away from mentioning that but it's that discussion we had earlier is and it's the same discussion you'd have with michael jackson music with Woody Allen films. Yeah, Bill Cosby's. Bill Crosby. Do we we leave their artistic legacy on the shelf purely for something that they did? Because, like, Dave, you made a really good point before, is on the IT crowd, it's not just Graham Linehan. It's a a cast. It's it's the whole crew. They've all contributed. Mm. So it's a... And the other thing as well, I don't know if this justifies it, but... A lot of people get paid for these shows when they're on. So, you know, you can imagine, like, for, you know, for example, the IT crowd have suddenly decided to cancel it. There's a lot of people that get residuals from these yeah. shows, that yeah. potentially that is part of their income. And it's, it seems really unfair that, it, you know, one person ruins that for, yeah. for everyone. And, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, if you, if you decide that, you know, from what we've just said there, you go away, you look into them and you think... Do you know what? I don't want anything involved in. We're we're happy with that. That's entirely and our choice. What we're saying is don't don't maybe harm the cast and the experience of that show. Yeah. You know that that that's probably a takeaway from it. But it's it's, it's, it's really it's not important a, that we address it. And it's it's yeah. it is the elephant in the room. And, and hopefully it's the last time we 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 address it. You know we yeah. we don't. We don't pick too many controversial movies and no. TVs, but um, what impression did the show make? Do you think? For me, I think it was quite important in, in in the aspect that it was sort of the beginning of this geek cheek trend that sort of came along. As like as I mentioned before, it was pre Big Bang Theory. All of a sudden, nerds and geeks were sort of you could wear your Star Wars T-shirts yes, around yeah. and stuff. It and was... for you and me, it was a, <laughs> it was a day that I will forever remember that we could just be nerds and like not get chased down the street anymore because I like Star Wars as a grown man. I'm not ashamed of that. But so the, I think that's quite important. And also, I know quite a lot of people at the time who worked in IT referenced how realistic it was in that time 2006 IT departments were often like the way the fact it's set in a basement is very real to a lot of yeah. people working in IT they, they, they weren't integrated into the You're right. you are right now you've said it and I've never really thought about it the IT department is always somewhere yeah. separate isn't it I it's think like... now it's a lot more incorporated in the whole corporate world it's not as bad but i think back then and you had this 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 philosophy that the people the geeks, yeah. and people who worked in it knew better because no one could fully understand well, like no one could fully understand what the internet was well i was just going to say if you think about when we were kids if, if someone had a computer people would think they were a nerd or yeah, a geek wouldn't stop, they? and now you think yeah. now 
everyone's got a computer, everyone's got a mobile phone. Most yeah. people have got PlayStations, you know, probably sell out more than ever. I mean, when you had a games console, when we were kids, there was a lot of kids that didn't have one because they just didn't want one because they yeah. thought it was nerdy and they didn't play games. I want to play footy, I want to play rugby. Like as if you can't do both, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that is a really good point about the I see the, 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 the location and how they're treated and stuff like that. And that. I know it's been made with a lot of love as well. And this is what I was saying like don't 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 disrespect everyone else's work that's gone because everyone else's work that's gone on to this program because the the set design apparently the people in the know the the computers that and items that are placed around moss and roy's desk i think behind roy is one of the very first commodore computers that was groundbreaking right. back in his day and, and stuff so there's this and i think there's an atari up there as well so yeah it's it's there's a lot of love and care gone into picking yeah. what's in this and it's one of the things you've got to address again and at the time it would have been absolutely fine. Is this one where Roy's wearing a Wolf Havis t shirt? Yes. Which at the time, though, yeah. everybody watched Wolf Havis. We watched those shows. So, you know, it's it's that was just purely one of those things. Um, how can you watch it then, if you do want to watch it? Okay. Uh, well, this one's quite accessible compared to most of the shows we've done. It's all available on all four, except one episode, um, for the reasons we were just discussing before. But it's all on Netflix as well. So it, it, you spoil for choice, really. There's no reason why you can't go and watch it. And if you do like this, you know, if you've already seen it and you loved it or you're going to take it away and watch it um, after this show, what else would you also like? So for this one, I'm going to purely keep it British comedy. Um, the obvious one is Father Ted. Like it's they are they share the same DNA and heritage. They're fairly yeah. obvious, so you can't get away from. I've also when I mentioned it before for for the for the negative reasons, but also you can't knock it away. Little Britain, it was at that same time and era, um. And I'm also gonna throw in the fast show, although it's a sketch, so it's of that time. Yeah. And then. If you want to sort of go in on because it was aired on Channel Four at the time, Channel Four had a really good little run of great comedies. So the obvious one has been the Peep Show. Yeah, I've 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 noted Peep Show, who, and one of the reasons um, for watching that is Jesse Armstrong, who mm. was one of the writers in Peep Show, now does Succession. Yes. Um, so hopefully, if you if you get invested in Peep Show, that will then. Domino effect might get you to watch Succession yeah. as well. And <laughs> um, we've also touched on Noel Fielding being in Mighty Boosh, which was quite. I yeah. was never a big, it never really no, ticked the box I, for me, but I, I know a lot of people who absolutely adore this. It's probably one we need to revisit, I think. Yeah. I think we were probably quite young when that came yeah, out. Yeah, I well. don't think it was really our cup of tea. I so weirdly, so often people have mentioned that I have got an uncanny resemblance to Noel Fielding. And I'm like, <laughs> Really? I don't know. Yeah, take see it. a little bit, yeah. That's like, a compliment. Um, and the other one for the t- for Channel 4 stable is The Inbetweeners. I don't think Inbetweeners came a little bit afterwards, but yeah. that same sort of feel to it. So I think with, yeah. I don't think you don't get you don't get in between us unless community crowd. And I think community. Just for that sense of a group of people. Yes. You know, we've talked about this who are flawed and, and again it, it community is the same isn't it where it is quite farcical and yeah things do pay off at the end so def- definitely that so 
that was uh, IT Crowd um, was this week's choice and you should watch it if you can <laughs>